listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, solve your dating dilemmas, and have authors of books which I think are interesting. And today is going to be an interesting show because we're actually going to have a a so-called threesome on the air. (laughs) It's not what you think. Stop that. Stop that dirty mind. Um, I actually, for the first time, I'm going to have two callers on at the same time. I'm going to have a woman calling in all the way from London, England, Catherine. She has a question. And it just so happens that it ties in with the author I have on today, Stephen Poulter, who wrote the book, Your X Factor. He's a psychologist. And I was going to answer her question. And I thought, well, why not have the author that wrote about the X Factor answer the question since actually the book is about an ex. So we have synchronicity today. So I'd like to welcome both my guests to, to the show. There's Catherine from England. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Wonderful. How's the weather over there in London? Uh, it was sunny today. A little bit rainy, but sunny, which is good. I think spring's on its way. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we have uh, Dr. Stephen Poulter. Um, he's in uh, another city here in the States. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm I'm in Los Angeles based. I work in Brentwood. Okay, but I, I didn't want I didn't want to say where you are exactly right now. Ah, uh, no problem. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No problem. So let me read Catherine's letter, and uh, okay. then you can um, go ahead and tell her what she needs to do. Okay. So her subject was how to change from a lover to a girlfriend. I've known my lover for just over two years. We started dating, became boyfriend girlfriend, and then finished. Lasting uh, approximately, and we lasted approximately about a year. Since that time, we've become lovers, meeting a couple of times a month, with me breaking it off every now and then because I still love the guy and get too emotionally close to continue. However, a couple of months later, I'll contact him as I miss him terribly. Then we'll start all over again. He's 45, his longest relationship lasted two years. When we met, he had quite a few lovers, but has cleaned up his act and now only has me. He does want to meet someone, and we've discussed that our relationship makes it difficult for either one of us to find someone new. I'm 36 and would really like to settle down and have kids. I've dated various men over the last two years, but no one has lasted more than four dates. Is there any way I can get this guy to want to be with me full time? The sex is great. We get on great, but he feels I'm not the one. Well, Lucia, Catherine, I think you, you know, Part of it is really asking yourself the question, when you're 36, do you really want to get on with it and get married and have children? If you really do, and I talk about the X factor, is then letting go of a relationship that's not going to go there. It's letting go of your mm-hmm. ex and really think about yeah. how, how you want to create your future. And he clearly doesn't want to go that direction, even though uh, it sounds like he's warming up to it. But if, he, if, a, if a guy says he doesn't want to do it repeatedly, after all, you got to believe him. Yeah, 
I do I do believe him at the time, but then what will happen is a few months will pass. I mm-hmm. really miss him, but then we'll speak, and he's really cool, and then we meet up, and it's like, right, this is just we're just going to be mates. Um, and then, obviously, it turns out to be more than that. And then I'm left feeling upset again. And it just, we've just been going round and round in a circle. And in fact, 2010, we both agreed it wasn't going to happen this year. You know, absolutely no way. We were just going to be friends. I was mm-hmm. cool with that. Then he kind of, we met up for coffee. He'd had a bad day. He came back here and then it was flirty, flirty, flirty. And then, of course, you know, we ended up having sex again. And it's just oh, are we ever going to get out of this cycle? You know, we've both said it's bad for both of us, you know. So he he, but he says, you know, he leads it by saying, oh, God, this isn't doing us any good, la, 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 mm-hmm. and then I agree with him. Um, but then he's, his actions, he doesn't follow what he says either, you know. So he kind of breaks yeah. his own work. Well, you know, and I, I know the chill speak to this too, but mm-hmm. essentially, you know, good sex doesn't make a marriage. Right. And that's what you got to look at the bigger picture and keep your perspective of really how, what you want your life to look, look like and kind of get out of the self-defeating habit. Because even though sex yeah. is great, it's not going to get you where you want to go. And being a booty call, like he was saying, <laughs> probably will not get you to where you want to be in a committed relationship. Yeah. Mm. I know, but then, I mean, okay, so say we stop the booty call and we do just become friends. I mean, is that ever going to happen? Am I just wasting my time thinking we could actually just be friends? Or you know, or I, you know, I, I don't, it, it, I don't believe in telling people what to do, but it sounds to me like you're wasting your time. Bottom line, because mm. if a guy says this to you enough, after all, you just got to say, okay, you know, you know, it's like I, I got to believe him. I have no reason not to believe him. And also, he said yeah. he already told her she's not the one. I mean, if a guy says you're not the one, I mean, why would he say that Ooh. unless it was true? Right. Yep. I mean, that's pretty yeah. clear. That's a tough one. I mean, you got to mm. believe him. It'd be, it'd be the same as if you're dating him and he wants to get married but doesn't want to have children and you are dead set on having children. I would say don't yeah. do it. It's no different. Because mm. you will, yeah. ultimately you'll have to leave. Mm-hmm. Ultimately you see, you'll have to leave him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is up with me about this because I sort of, I managed not to talk to him for three months. I went out on dates. You know, I, I was I started doing evening classes. You know, I was doing everything right, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get over this guy. And then three months down the line, you know, I, I give him a call thinking, oh, you know, I can just phone him up for a chat, you know. And then he mm-hmm. calls me back and la, 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 and I'm back on it. And I'm thinking, my God, you know, that's three-month break. What is it going to be now, six-month break or a year break mm-hmm. or for a, a forever break, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's horrible. I don't want to think about him not being in my life because we get on so well as friends anyway. Kath- but, oh. um, Catherine, you know what I found is that it's not the amount of time that you're apart. It's the amount of time you spend thinking about him. So even if you're apart for six months, if you're thinking about him constantly every day, then it doesn't matter yeah. that six months have passed. Where, yeah. Whereas if you're willing to let a month or two go by and as soon as he comes to your mind, just drop it and, and say, no, I cannot think about him because this isn't going to work. It'll be easier. I mean, it sounds like you want to be, you said you want to be friends with him. So why not just not think about him, keep him out of your life for now, find mm-hmm. other guys to date. And then once you're over him, then you can be friends. Catherine, one last thing I agree with. Uh, one last thing I find with people, if every time you sleep with them, the clock starts at zero. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. got to reset the clock for breaking yeah. up. I mean, it's been six months, oh, but you slept yeah. together. Rewind it. Pardon? 
If you, you know, if you have sex, then you have to go back. You have to go back to the starting line. It's like you're trying to do a race and get to the finish line, but every time you have sex with them, you go back to the beginning. Right. Okay. So yeah, so just got to be really, really strict on that. Right. If, if nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because all those chemicals start throwing, going through your body, and you can't think. You you know, I mean, you're not making a logical decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secondly, along with that is the emotional attachment gets reignited. Like what she was just saying, all the emotions and chemicals, it's starting over again. Yeah, and I do. I, you know, I could, I could be, it could have been a year ago now. You know, right. the place I'm in now is where I was a year ago. And it's like, my God, you know, I just don't want this to keep going. It's driving me crazy. Right. Versus, yeah, exactly. Versus it just being a month ago or two weeks ago you broke up. Yeah. Yeah. I, and also, also, so I don't mean to sound like a psychologist. But go ahead. Is <laughs> fear of intimacy. Because this is safe. This isn't going anywhere. He's a mm. great guy, wonderful guy, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you be, the only thing in four years could be different, you'll be four years older. <laughs> That's Again. what I'm thinking as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to take that in. You know, which is, she deals with this all the time with women who get these ruts, and, and over time they think, oh, I can change him. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no that's the kind of thing. Yeah, and you end up thinking, oh, you know, if I just wait, then he'll change, mm-hmm. la di la di la. You know, right. and then of course he does for a while, and then he just goes back to his old self. So, mm-hmm. and then you're back to square one again. But the, I mean, I'm, the problem I seem to have is kind of theoretically, I, I, I can process these thoughts, and but what happens is kind of after time, I, I don't know, I, I get caught, I caught, I catch myself out. You know, so it's all great in the theory, but at, in in real life, I you know I really miss him, and if I'm not thinking about it, I'm dreaming about him. You know, it's kind of like I've got mm-hmm. this addiction, yeah. and um, I'm really struggling with it. I think. You know. You know, and I, I think. Sorry, go on. Well, what I find is, yeah, it's like any like thing that you you want to do, but you know you shouldn't do, like eating something or drinking mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like if you just distract yourself and let the moment pass, eventually it'll yeah. go away. Mm-hmm. If you can wait mm. three to five minutes, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Call someone if you it. have to. Yeah. Pardon? Call someone if you have to. Have like a friend that you, yeah. you can call. When you want to call him, call her or him instead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So, so, okay. And if he calls me, what do I do? Can all the call? Yes. You'll be happy in the long You'll be happy in the long run. Just think about where you want to be. In six months. Or a year or two years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's what you want yeah. to do. That's the key. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, oh, right... I really wanted to be with him. <laughs> <laughs> you can be friends. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you got two of well, us yeah. here. You're right. You. At least not today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And maybe he'll, it can change him because you've moved forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, thank yeah. you. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling, and um, you know, write me an email down the line, and uh, let me know how it goes. What happens? I will do. I will do. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks. Take care. Yes. Bye. 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 Thanks. Okay. Well, thank you for. That. <laughs> Hopefully, that's, we've convinced her. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's a rut. You know, men and women both get it. You yeah. know, but this they is get see- in that where the, they keep pursuing yeah. something that's not working. Cool, but please leave me a message and I'll get back. Oh, somehow I called her. Okay. Um, yeah, but it seems more women because once you're having sex, the women go, get more affected. 
you know, I, I hear that. I, I deal with both. I find it, it may, typically may be women, but I also find it's people get in these ruts. It's a rut. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're right about the emotional side. Both people, both men and women, both get emotionally attached. And I think women are much better at expressing it. Right. But I, I don't buy that men don't get attached. No, I said I, mean, I was saying men, um, women yeah. get more attached through sex than men do. I I think people get it. I think they both do, but I think women are more honest about it. What? I, acknowledging <laughs> that. You're saying because I, I think both people. I I am like in shock. I don't buy yeah. the gender as much as I buy emotional attachment to emotional attachment. Yeah. But what about oxytocin? What about serotonin? I mean, all those issues come into play, but it's more than just chemical. Uh-huh. Emotions you can't measure in a laboratory. Mm. You can't, and it, and there are as many men depressed about relationships as there are women. Maybe men don't seek treatment right. as efficiently as women do, yes. but there's just as many men. Okay, well, let me give you a proper introduction here. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Ten minutes into the show here. Um, okay, so Stephen Poulter wrote the book Your X Factor: Overcome Heartbreak and Build a Better Life. Uh, he's mm-hmm. practiced as a clinical psychologist for over 27 years. He's the author of four previous books, has been on Good Morning America, CNN, Fox, and Friends, M- MSNBC, and of course, many other media outlets. So, um, of course, the book is The X Factor, and like you were saying mm-hmm. about this woman, you, you feel that all relationships have a natural timetable. Yes. And the key is knowing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes it, the timetable can be, you know, six weeks, six months, 60 years. But like this woman, Catherine, sounds like her timetable with him has expired. Yeah. You know, and she doesn't want to accept that. Right. And like you said to her, when a guy says he doesn't want to marry you, or a woman says to you they don't want to marry you, you got to believe them. Yeah, because why would they lie about that? Exactly. That's a, I mean, if you really believe, I mean, if you're in a relationship and they tell you the truth, then it's important to accept it. Yeah, but then, like, as she was saying, you know, people always think, oh, well, maybe he'll change his mind. Yeah, that's, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny because she said that she dreams about this guy because actually a girlfriend of mine I was going to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, her relationship ended about um, seven months and she told me that she's dreaming about her guy like two or three times a week. I'm like, what the heck? And, and like, what is someone supposed to do if they still dream about the person? I, you know, I, I hear that in my practice. I find that many times. It's so important about that's unfinished business, emotional business that keeps showing up yeah. in your unconscious and when you're dreaming at night. It might be the only time it's safe to really think about it. Mm-hmm. Many times, you know, during the day, you, you, it, it's too frustrating or something, or we're too guarded, you know, in a negative way. So but then, if I hear people, if you're dreaming about your ex, mm-hmm. um, lover, <laughs> there's, there's something to that. Yeah, obviously, especially like every yeah. every week. Yeah, I would say she may not be done with him emotionally. So then, what maybe. is so then what is the person supposed to do? Well, I think there's many things. I think to one really, I think it gets back to us maybe not accepting the relationship, how it ended, or what our role was in it. Or many times we're stuck in blaming somebody. And whenever we're blaming somebody, we're not going to move forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who is right or wrong, but we all have a role in relationships like a tennis game. Yeah, You're on your side of the court, he's on his side. And many times we're dreaming about it because we're not emotionally clear about where we were. And we haven't accepted it um, or accepted our disappointment. Mm-hmm. I find that it's probably more the key is, is our disappointment hasn't been dealt with. Okay. And so the next question, and how does one deal with their disappointment? 
Well, you know, it, it's not a formula versus it's a process. Mm-hmm. Like, what was your hope? I, you know, the disappointment is very, first of all, I think disappointment is underrated. It's really a big deal. Mm. People can spend their whole life disappointed and covered up with anger or rage or bitterness or male bashing or female bashing. Yeah. Underneath those behaviors is a deep-set, deep-seated uh, disappointment. Like, I really thought we were going to get married. I really wanted to build a life with him. I really thought he was the guy. And it's really hard to start over again. I mean, really deep, honest evaluation, self-examination. That's the way out of that cycle and the valley of despair, so to speak. Yeah, because, you know, you hear about these um, couples that even 10, 20 years down the line, someone's still pissed. In that, whenever I hear that, that's part of why I wrote the book. Uh Underneath that is unresolved disappointment. Yeah. Like we had three kids together. We did this house. We did this career. You know, all this stuff. I wanted to retire with you. You, you know, MF or you left me. (laughs) (laughs) I hear it all the time. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. But if you can acknowledge it, you can move beyond it. But if you can't acknowledge it and cover it up with anger, then anger is just a, you know, that's just a superficial covering. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, anger usually just covers up deep, deep emotional hurt, um, disappointment or betrayal. Like, I really thought this was going to work. Um, and that's like, very powerful. Yeah. You know, I find with myself, because, you know, I haven't mm-hmm. been married, so I've been in a lot of relationships, some long, some short. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm so used to the relationships ending <laughs> that <laughs> it actually kind of gives me strength when it does end. It kind of makes me like, it's like, that's it. You know, I'm going to be even mm-hmm. better. I'm going to be a bigger, better version of myself next time. And I'm going to mm-hmm. really, and uh, and then I get over the person. And it's like, who? And then it's like, who? You know, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. really care. And uh, so a friend of mine said, well, you know, that's not good that you can get over people so quickly and just move on. And, I'm, and I jokingly answer back, well, not good for who? You know, it, you know exactly. <laughs> See, my thought is, you know, I think ultimately we, you know, there's this, I, I say this in the book, you can go through several marriages, but you only get married once. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really make an emotional commitment to somebody and forget about them. And that just tells me you haven't, you know, you haven't really attached to a guy maybe the way you really want to. Uh-huh. There's elements aren't there for you. Uh, That's okay. why you're able to move on so easily. Ah, uh, okay. That's probably. It's it. not that you're. It's not that you're not capable. You just haven't gone there. Right. And maybe he, maybe it's not the right guy for you. Well, obviously not, because I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think it's a choice too. You know, I, I think a lot of people, you know, we all choose if we. At the right time in our life, is it the right time to do that, or do you know other, pursue other activities, or other things? Right. Um, you know, it's I, know inter- this is a, I know this is a really loaded topic. Oh, I oh, trust me. No, but you know, I know you know because you do it. But I, I, you know, I know I'm sticking my neck out, and I am by no means implying that people who want to get married don't really want to. It's just, it's you know, relationships. Love's easy. Relationships are difficult. Yes. And that is the truth. Yeah. Um, and it, it's funny because actually, you know, I, I Twitter a lot and I put up these little quotes. And just this mm-hmm. week, I put up something that a lot of people actually retwittered. So it must have hit a, a note with a lot of people. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it says, disagreements don't doom a relationship. Silence and suffering do. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a saying, you can be right or you can be in a relationship. <laughs> I had, you know, and I... Part of it, relationships, we learn life lessons. Patience, trust, um, the ability to go beyond ourselves, 
Those are all valuable lessons we take with us in our life. Mm-hmm. And we use them everywhere. But like you just said, silent suffering, that just breeds rage. That's like nuclear energy. Because it's going to come out somewhere at some yes. point. So it's that, like a Cold War. Right. It just matter before it blows up. So then it's okay to be having disagreements and arguments and things like that, it's a, you know, because people are well, afraid I, to talk sometimes. You know, so, yeah, I, part of it is not to assassinate the other person either. Mm-hmm. That's why you know, people say, well, how do you know it's a good argument? Uh, is that you're staying in the moment and that you're, we haven't regressed to our childhood place where we're, you know, every issue we've ever had is on the table. <laughs> that tends not to be good. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, go ahead. But, you know, but, but disagreements... Disagreements aren't doesn't mean relationships not great. It just means it might be two adults there, are uh, who are you know strong personalities. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean there's not a lot of potential. Okay, and then you know what I've always found funny is okay. Now I usually hear this from guys. I'm not trying to be sexist here. It's like usually for you know when they're married and then their mm-hmm. wife says I want a divorce and they for them it comes out of left field. They're like. What? Mm-hmm. I thought she was happy. And I'm thinking, what? Mm-hmm. How could you think she was happy? <laughs> I could not agree with you more. You know, not in the X Factor, I talk about how women will do everything they can to save the relationship. Yes. But one day, that's when it. they're done, mm-hmm. they're done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Guys, men, on the other hand, unfortunately, many times don't believe until they get served the divorce papers. Then all of a sudden, they become the husband they always, you know, she always wanted. But the game's over. Yeah. And that usually gets men to transform in a very positive way. When they get their walking papers? Yeah. Un- you know, hopefully they're, they don't wait until it's over. Yeah. You, you know, uh, a guy with some insight would say, wait a minute, she says she's not happy, I need to believe it and not argue it. Yeah. Okay, honey, what do you know? what's really bothering What's not working for you here? Let's find a way to make this work. Make it work for you. Do you think guys go into denial because um, they don't like criticism and they see it as a threat? You know, I want to believe that we're um, more insightful than that. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think, you know, if your partner, if your wife's telling you she's not happy, you, you better take note because that, you don't know how deep that iceberg goes. Mm. It may go a foot below the water or it may sink your whole relationship. But if your partner tells you she's not happy repeatedly, um, my, I say to my clients, you better take note and get to the bottom of it. Right. Because it can be resolved. Because women are good about it up front. Yeah. Not, I'm not happy. They want to talk it through. Work with it. Right. You know, go, go to therapy. Find a way to communicate, attach better. Make, you know, have the relationship move forward. Yeah, I know. Because like, as a woman, I mean, if I was mm-hmm. with someone and they said, I'm not happy, I would be like, okay, stop the presses. Hold on. Tell me everything that's wrong. <laughs> right. Okay, what do you think, as you know, in your with your work with couples and dating, what do you find that gets in the way of people forming uh, significant long-term relationships? What do you find as some of the blocks um, or the barriers? That's not. Um, I don't get a lot of that. I get more like dating questions. Like how do you know? Like usually the ones I get are from women who the guy doesn't mm-hmm. want to commit, or a lot from similar to the caller from before. They're having mm-hmm. sex with a guy, but they want to do more. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really dealt with the why people are, you know, how why they yeah. can't form relationships. See, and I, I, 
See, I just, um, I think you do, but they phrase it in a way ah. that it doesn't see. Uh-huh. They phrase it in a way like something. she did, Catherine. Because what she's really saying to you is, um, I, need, I, need, I want to be married, but I'm afraid to move forward. So settling and have sex with this guy, you know, it's not bad, but, you know, it'll work, but in the long run, it won't get me where I want. Her barrier is not owning what she really wants to do. Right. That's what I thought when we were speaking with her. Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I thought it had the analogy of like two different, a fork in the road. It's like this fork will lead to mm-hmm. him and having sex yep. with him. This fork will lead to uh, being a mother and uh, a, a wife. Right, a partner. Yeah, so which road are you going to take? Because right now you're going down the wrong road and you're saying, gee, I can't, don't see why I can't mm-hmm. get what I want. <laughs> right. Yeah, it sounds great, but it, it's not, it's not going to work. Right. Because, and like you said, would you go out with a guy that you, you're interested in marrying and he tells you repeatedly he doesn't want, be, doesn't want you're not the right one? Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> see, that's, see, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that gets back to self-respect. And yeah. that's what men, that's what a guy really likes in a woman. Right. There's a woman that says, hey, oh, no, 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 okay, you're, okay, dude, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're great, but you you, you got you, you to gotta get it in the game or I'm done. Ex- Call me when you're in the game. Exactly. And then also, like, something else I notice, and tell mm-hmm. me if you come up with this in your practice, is because uh, two of my friends, their uh, marriages have ended because they didn't speak up sooner. So, like, one guy, his wife was, like, spending money out of control. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't take it. And then the other one, his wife was controlling everything. He just like, where were you? Why are you late? Why are you early? And both of them, they didn't say anything. And then finally one day it was like, okay, I've had enough. I, they asked for the divorce. And I, and so I asked them both. I'm like, okay, hello. Why didn't you say something earlier? Well, mm-hmm. you know, I want to, be, you know, I didn't want to be mean. I want to be a nice guy. I'm like, well, you know what? Your little Mister Nice Guy routine is what got you divorced. Well, see, I, it's interesting. I, I hear something like that. That's just too simple. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. There's no way your relationship. You got to what? Probably because you don't want to be there, or you weren't. Uh, they couldn't maybe emotionally talk about what they really wanted. Mm. Like, let's say a woman's spending a ton of money, but okay, what does she really want? Maybe to feel loved and adored. You know, and that I mean, having nice things. I'm, you know, I'm not saying you need to live on a park bench to be fulfilled. Yeah. But at the end of the day. You can only go to Neiman so many times before it doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't fill that void inside of you. That's the issue. Uh-huh. What's the void? Um, that's why you're. That's, psych- the, that's, that's why, why you're a psychologist. <laughs> what was that? I said that's why you are a psychologist and I'm not. Well, you know, so, and I can say, I'm, listen, I, I been there, done that, and I, you know, we, no one's exempt from the uh, the pain of dating and relationships. Yeah. And, and disappointment. But part of it is like when I hear, you know, a woman comes in and she says, well, I'm not really happy, blah, blah, blah. You know, my husband thinks I spend too much money. I go, well, you probably do, but what do you, what do you, why, what do you really want? Why are you want? doing that? Right. Exactly. It's not the money is a problem. It's the fact that you guys aren't connecting. Right. Emotionally bonding. That's, that's how you can leave a relationship. You mean, if you're bonded with somebody, you're not going out the front door. Mm-hmm. You're not. But then why did these guys not do something sooner? I think a lot of guys don't know what to do. Mm. And they're hoping over time, it'll, it's kind of like a cramp. If you keep running, maybe it'll just go away. Okay. 
it's like jogging. If you keep jogging, it'll kind of work itself out. <laughs> you know, I, I'm serious. I, I, I'm a guy, and I, I've got a ton of friends, and that's the way men think a lot of times. Uh-huh. And sometimes it does just kind of work itself out. But, you know, 50% of the time it doesn't. Right. And when it doesn't, that's when, you know, the wheels fall off the car. Mm-hmm. And that's what you, you're dealing with in, in with the people you give advice to and on your website. Okay, so then um, how does one make sure that they don't take baggage from a previous relationship into the next one? You know, it's interesting because that's um, what Catherine, that woman we were just speaking with, the first key is if they're, after you and I have dated for a while, we, you, know, you find yourself dating, it's almost like we're dating the same person with a different name every time. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. at that point, we have to stop taking inventory and go, wait a minute, what am I doing? What is, what's the pattern here? You know, what is it that I keep replicating? Um, unavailable men, you know, because what it, cause the X Factor talks about, you know, our lost dreams, broken promises, you know, regret, emotional setbacks, all that stuff. But, you know, I've written two other books called The Mother Factor and The Father mm-hmm. Factor. Generally, you and I, if we have a repetitive cycle, there's something about uh, a self-esteem or self-worth issue that we're trying to resolve or we're just not getting to. And we keep trying to get through, through a relationship. We keep picking the same person who on some level may resemble a parent that we have the most conflict with emotionally or mentally. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of women who had horrible relations with their mother, but they'll date their mother in a man's body, mm-hmm. in a man's body. Mm-hmm. And men will date, let's say they had a horrible relationship with their dad, but they'll date that woman who has the same characteristics of, his, of their father. The repetition tells you there's something underneath the surface. That, it may only be two or three issues. It's not, a, it's not like tw- 24 or 48 issues. It's usually two or three very core, simple issues to get to. Mm-hmm, like- not simple. You know, like, like, me, like for instance, I'm, I'm not enough. Guys struggle with that a lot. I, I don't feel like I'm enough. I'm not enough emotionally, mentally. I don't make enough money. I don't have a big enough house. I don't feel worthy. That goes back to their childhood where either their mom or dad just never really supported them. You can, you can heal that. Mm-hmm. Or a woman, maybe she doesn't feel like she's enough. Or she's not pretty enough, smart enough, whatever it is, not enough to keep a guy's attention. And that may go back to her mom because her dad left her mother, and she doesn't feel like men will stick around. Very, very powerful stuff. But repetition, Gia, is always information. Mm-hmm. You know, if we keep getting the same person, different names, after a while we have to say, okay, time out. What's really going on here? What are we doing? Yeah, um, let me actually read a passage from your book here. On page 155, you said, The parent <laughs> with whom we feel the most anxiety, abandonment, mm-hmm. and conflict and from whom we feel the most emotional indifference, lack of empathy, slash love, and rejection will likely be the prototype and template for our choice of romantic partner. This sounds terrible. <laughs> Only if we don't, you know, if we don't realize it. Uh-huh. Because you can't let go of what you don't know you're holding. Right. Once you realize that, you don't keep picking that same person. Okay. You can, you can change that pattern. Instantaneously. Okay, so like you mentioned, you know, the mother, uh, mother's relationship with the, uh, the woman. What about a lot of women have had not good relationships with their father? So mm-hmm. what are they supposed to do about that if the father was absent or cold? 
yeah, that's a t- you know, that's there's tough. a lot of daughters who feel like they're you know fatherless daughters. Mm-hmm. They might have lived with their dad, but they never really Had connected with him. Right. So part of that is realizing that who they are with you know with a with a man that they are valuable and they are worth getting to know, and they do have the ability to garner his attention, his interest, his emotional energy. You know, it's about realizing what didn't happen to your dad and, and then intuit, and knowing that you can have that with a man. It sounds, it almost sounds like a negative and a positive, but like for instance, uh, the daughter whose dad was working all the time and never around, mm-hmm. she on some level thinks men aren't, you know, my dad didn't love me, he didn't show any interest. And so realizing that she is lovable, she is valuable, will help her to be with a man who will be able to um, join her in that, connect with her on that level. And so how does she come to realize, how does she tell herself, okay, I am lovable, I am valuable? I, I think, you know, read my book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't mean to be so... I mean, no, go I, ahead, I, it's for, okay. <laughs> forgive me for being that, I'm not that person. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's about insight. It's about per, your personal journey, you know, with your girlfriends, your own personal work, real, learning who you are. You know, um, you know, it, it's been written in literature, you know, a life on exam is not worth living. And knowing what you and I, our issues are, our core issues, takes us so much further in feeling um, complete and satisfied. Content is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Content. You know, and that really helps us. What I wrote in the book, I, I remember writing that, that is the truth. Yeah. You know, that parent has nothing to do with gender. It could be your mom or your dad. If that was your experience with your parent, then you want to really deal with that, that you are valuable and you deserve to have somebody who can engage you and you want that. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine, the woman on the phone, I'm not sure if she really wants this guy to engage because he doesn't engage with her unless they're physical. Right. And, and after a while, I say, okay, well, I want more. If I really want more, then I'm not going to do that with him. I'll go elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, and also another thing I've noticed is, you know, a lot of women, you know, they're beautiful, accomplished, smart, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. they end up attracting or being attracted to these guys that don't have their act together. What is that all about? <laughs> I, I swear to God, I knew you were going there. How do you know that? I just know that because I live in Los Angeles. And, okay. And I have. You hear that you all know, the time? I, yeah, I deal with a lot of professional women. Uh-huh. And part of that is they it's self-esteem. Is count is um, counterintuitive as that may sound. Yeah. With, with the self-esteem meaning is they don't need to rescue a guy. They are worth enough. They have like they're desirable. They're worthwhile. They're worth getting to know. In a professional arena, there's no question. But intimate relationships replace our family of origin. Mm-hmm. As we as we get older. Our intimate relationship is our family of origin as adults. That's where all our stuff gets played out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a high-functioning uh, woman dates a guy who hasn't worked in six years, has nothing to do with the economy, has to do with his motivation. She doesn't need to rescue him. Mm-hmm. But maybe on some level, she feels like that's the only guy that will stick around. Maybe that's the only guy that will really adore her. But ultimately, it ends up being like a Red Cross project. <laughs> You know, oh my 
and she's, you know, and then she ends up resenting him and leaving the relationship. Right. So it's always just about self-esteem. I don't want to say always, uh-huh. but it's a good place to start. Uh huh. When in doubt, look at that issue. Okay. You know, and self-esteem is very, you know, it's like, you know, it's like twenty-five layers. Yeah. You know, you know, it's it self-esteem like, you know, maybe the daughter who you know graduated from Yale is working in the entertainment business, doing a fantastic job, but she only dates these guys who are, like, inept. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, what was the relationship with her dad? Well, her dad always wanted her to excel. She's excelled, but what about on a personal level? Can't she just be, a, you know, an, an adorable partner? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to be the superstar. You know, can she have a partner? You know, those are all good places to start. Hmm. These are all starting points. That you have. Yeah. You know, they're not, not yeah. any points. Like, because I'm trying to help your, your listeners. It's like, okay, where do I start? Start there. Look there first. Right. Yeah, because I just know of several people that I, it seems that you do have high self-esteem, and yet they're still picking people that either don't have a car or a job or a place to live. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm like, I, I hear that. I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, those poor women. Um, because you know something? They're good guys, but you know, a lot of those guys want to be rescued too. They got mother issues that you know that are, we can't even begin to you okay. know, articulate them. Uh-huh. You know, I got some of those guys in my practice. They're great guys, but I mean, they're still looking, you know, for the breast. Oh. Breast milk. They're looking for mommy. Exactly. And the last thing that woman a woman wants to do is like, okay, I want a guy that has a car, a job, blah blah blah. And I'm not talking about. He needs to be making, no. you know, X number of dollars. But I'm talking about a guy who feels good about what he does every day. Mm-hmm. He, he could be a high school, you know, history teacher and loves history. Yeah. You know, that's what you're looking for. Uh-huh. Someone's got passion for their life. Uh-huh. Passion for life. And that way you don't need to rescue him. Right. <laughs> you know, and she may have passion for making movies. Wonderful. Now you guys both can share energy, like-minded energy. Uh-huh. Okay, because that's probably more prevalent here in L.A. because so many people are following their dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys out here, you know, unemployed actors, but they may have a passion and they're doing other things too. Right. You know, they may be teaching school, and they love working with um, teenage boys, helping these guys get directed, mm-hmm. you know, on the right path. See, that, that's a great, I mean, that's, that's wonderful. Okay, so we, we want guys who have been going on in their lives that they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. That's a good when in doubt start there. Okay. <laughs> when in doubt get out. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now you know, it gets back to like you were saying earlier. Uh, how, what is it? Um, nothing with a woman. Like what does she want? You know. Uh-huh. Like what? Like what do you want? And I always I always start there. You know, right. What does she want? Well, we want someone where we don't have to um, you know pay the bills for them and uh, pick them up and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's there's plenty of guys out there that are capable of finding a parking spot and come to your house for you know and take you out on a date. Right. You know, but you don't want to rescue guys. I mean, because at the end of the day, you'll resent have, it. You can't. You, you know, you can't have sex with your son. Ew. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Speaking of sex, actually, yes. I, that segues brilliantly into this. Okay, so is little or no sex usually a sign that the relationship is about to end? Little no sex means there's, the communication's not good. Mm. Now there are there are, there are people who have low sex drives. But, yeah, but how low? And it, 
you know, they, hello. You know, <laughs> we could do, we could run the numbers here, but I'm thinking, you know, let's say, I hate to use the word normal or mainstream, but if you have a, a sexual relationship where you both feel fulfilled and then it stops happening, mm -hmm. starts declining, mm -hmm. that's a red flag. Yeah. And I'm not so much interested in the numbers versus you both feel fulfilled sexually at one point, and that diminishes, okay, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Sex usually dries up when there's other problems in the relationship, right. other issues. You know, it's more than just being tired or had a rough week Do you or, the kids, or the kids have you down. Do you think that if a woman wants to, uh, doesn't want to have sex, it's usually because she's lost respect for the guy somehow? Are you talking about ongoingly? Like, yeah, if, well, no, I mean, she wants, if it's very rare that she wants to have sex. I, you know, some, she could be angry. It could be a lot of things. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could be as many issues as there are people that feel that way. But if she doesn't want to have sex with you anymore, as a man, you better take a time out and figure out what has happened. Mm. She may think you don't like her, you don't find her attractive, or you had an affair or something is going on. Or she wants the relationship to move forward, and she feels like, you know, you don't. It's, it's a symptom. It's not a cause. Right. Look at it. Don't read it as a, a cause. Look at it as, a, okay, what else is it telling me? What's the bigger picture here? Wow, this is like being a detective. It really is. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I enjoy what I do every day. Because people's stories are, no two are alike, and they're always, there's always something different. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're like, oh my God, okay, what, like, what does that mean? <laughs> and now, um, you also talked about, like, feeling love, that you have to know mm -hmm. how, um, you know, love feels to you. But it's like, well, I mean, isn't it kind of the basic of, the basis of it the same? It's like, well, love means that you're getting affection and attention from someone. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Okay, okay. Everybody has a different idea of what makes them feel loved. Uh-huh. You know, like, for you, like... For instance, do you like getting cards in the um, mail? Uh, yes or no? I don't really care. Okay. Some women love that. Uh-huh. Guy sits down and writes with a pen a beautiful card to her. Uh-huh. That makes her feel appreciated beyond measure. Okay. You know what I mean? Everyone's got their own things that makes them feel loved. Maybe talking on the phone once a day or talking, you know, whatever it is. We all have different ways of feeling loved. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that in the book. Right, that's why I mentioned. Now, you know, affection. But like, what's affection? Like, what affection for you may be different for another woman. Mm -hmm. It it's not that it, it's not important. It's just knowing what it is for your personality and what makes you feel loved and adored and uh, secure. Okay. So it's about so it, so it's about getting down to the basics because the thing about the card, I mean, that's attention. So I think we all want attention. It just depends what kind of attention. Right. You know, and that means great. Or you like getting a text message throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You know, but what? It yeah, being noticed. How does that work for you? Or when you're dating your partner and you guys get together. You know, you make a point of it on every Wednesday night to get together, mm -hmm. uh, along with the weekend. That may feel like enough for you. For someone else, it may feel like our relationship's drifting. Right. You know, it it depends on the people involved. So then, how it's do you unique. how do you find yes. out what your partner wants or needs? Talking. Oh. <laughs> just at, Communication. But, but if you just ask them, especially if you ask a guy, is he going to know <laughs> what to tell you? Okay, now, 
I want you try Uh-oh. to drop the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets me in trouble. Yeah, you know, so if you're dating a guy who, who can't answer that question, uh-huh. uh, I think you've already got an outcome where the relationship's going to go. Oh. You know, if you got somebody who can't, you know, Articulate. just know what makes them feel loved or important or isn't really, it's not a good match mm-hmm. for you, you personally. I would, you know, you're, you're, if you're dating a guy who doesn't even know that, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Girl, save your time and money. Right, 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 exactly. You know? Okay. Yeah, versus the guy says, yeah, you know, uh, this make, you know, I like this, or I like doing this, or this type of communication, or um, many times you ask, like, okay, what's been in a relationship, when you've had a great relationship, what are some of the characteristics of that relationship? Mm. Or maybe if you ask them about their past relationship and go, what did you like about that relationship? You'll find I wouldn't out. say past. I would just say, what's the characteristics of a relationship for you that's been really successful? Mm. Okay. Because when you start staying past relationships, you know, it's like you can get a little, the waters and get muddy real yes, quick. Yes, we don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we can avoid Versus, it. Versus, you know, like, what, what works for you in a relationship? What are some of the qualities that work? What are some of the features? How does it look to you? Okay. Um, and then one final question. So, you know, if someone is thinking of ending a relationship, what mm-hmm. questions should they be asking themselves that will help them make a decision? Um, I think many times is. Do they see themselves with this person in six months? Do they feel that the relationship is going where they want? And maybe they don't want it to go anywhere. That may be what why they need to end it because the other person's pushing them too much. Mm-hmm. I think it's, to know if the relationship, if you need to stay or leave, so to speak, is what do I really want? Where do I want to be in three months, six months, nine months? You know, what's like that woman on the phone, 36, she wants to get married and have babies. Okay, then she needs to look at, is that the kind of relationship I'm in, or am I in just a, a physical bump and run type of deal? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And yeah, I think that's a, yeah, it's a really good, that's a great question. Yeah, because that's people, when they end relationships, they're often ambivalent. Part of them wants to end it, and part of them doesn't, so they go back and forth trying to figure out what the heck to do. You know, and that's true. I don't believe a couple breaks up one night talking, you know, no. they have this big three-hour discussion and break. No, it, you, it's a process. You know, it takes time. And some, sometimes going through that, you come to realize, well, I really do like this person. We really do have a lot of potential here. Do you, like the process, do you think that it's like, you know, disappointment after disappointment, you know, unha- you know things happening that you're not mm-hmm. happy about, and then finally yeah. it's the final straw? I think usually, you know, it's like the feather broke, you know, the camel's back. But there's, you know, three tons of problems, you know, accumulating. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's accumulation. Yeah. You know, and also like, you know, we talked about doing this, we talked about doing this, and then you know it keeps occurring. After all, you just have to say, okay, what's really going on here? Right. So you then, know, what, what am I doing? So then, that's why it's important to always clear the air and make sure you're good whenever there's a, an issue. Best of your ability. To another thing, before we stop, is I hear this all the time. Well, I want us to be friends. I'm not sure if that's always. The, the you know the top priority. I'm not saying you need to blow the person up, mm-hmm. but sometimes you know it's hard to predict what the future is. It's hard to go from lovers to being you know I'll meet you at Starbucks yeah, for right, coffee. Right. I don't think that's that important. I think what's more important is you know are we going to be intimate partners, exclusive, or are we not? Mm-hmm. That's my thought. 
Right. You can always be asking, asking these heart, heartfelt questions of yourself. Right. Yeah, because some people always bring up the friend thing when they're breaking up. I get just having to deal with their sense of loss. Like, I'll, I'll try to minimize what will be friends. Yeah. Usually the person getting dumped doesn't want to be a friend. <laughs> they want to kill you. <laughs> exactly. Not I, you know, if you're a friend, and you, like, I want to be with you and you want me to be a friend. Okay, yeah. So it's not going to work. Right. You know, like that, they, I keep going back to this woman earlier. She, <laughs> poor, poor Catherine. <laughs> yeah, poor Catherine. She's getting a lot of love here. Uh, she wanted, you know, she wants more. He wants to be a friend, so what's she going to do? Have sex. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, where does that leave her? Nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been yes. great. And the, the book is Your X Factor. Yes. You know, getting over heartbreak and building life you've always wanted. And uh, I appreciate you having me. Look yeah. forward to speaking to you again. Yeah, and of course the website, let's not forget that, is onexfactor.com, and that's the word one, O-N-E. Correct. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, he called me out on my sarcasm. <laughs> I think it's great. I know. I'm bad. All right, I'll try to curb that. See, I learn quickly. Someone brings something up, I quickly learn and uh, I fix that. I, sh- I shan't be sarcastic anymore. Yeah, right. No, I won't do it when it, in regards to men. <laughs> okay, no, I do love guys. I'm just kidding. I kid, I kid. Okay, well, thank you for joining me today. And uh, if you'd like to read excerpts from my book, Lucia's Lessons of Love, you can go to lessonsoflove.net. Sign up for my weekly newsletter at theartoflove.net. I want to say hello and thank you to all my Twitter followers for following me. It's becoming a real family (laughs) on Twitter. And uh, until next time, in the meantime, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.